Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is a solemn day to be a Tennessee Titans fan with the news that our king, our leader, our MVP candidate, Derrick Henry himself, is going on the injured reserve list. He will be out the next six to ten weeks. He suffered a Jones fracture in the Colts game this past Sunday, which is a fracture to the fifth metatarsal in your foot. So he went under the knife. He had surgery this morning. Uh, Still waiting on results to see how the surgery went and uh, how his spirits are. But we expect nothing less than than greatness from the king. And uh, moving forward through this rehab, we expect him to crush it and and to be the, the heart and soul of our team once again later this season in the playoffs, which we hope he can come back for. So we'll monitor that the rest of the year, but we're going to get to see the Titans without Derrick Henry, um, something we haven't seen in, in a long, long time. So this Sunday night against the uh, Los Angeles Rams at the Los Angeles Rams, we'll get our first glimpse of what the Titans look like without Derrick Henry. So the fellas and I break it down. Like I said, we got a great episode here for you guys today. So without further ado, please welcome in. DJ Khaled. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. The Primetime Titans podcast is presented to you today by Walker Financial Management. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL and the engine of the Titans' offense, but he would be the first to tell you that it takes consistent support from teammates, coaches, trainers, and advisors for him to be the most successful on and off the field. In the same way, small business owners are the engines of their companies and wear a lot of hats. Walker Financial Management exists to support owners of small to medium-sized businesses, specifically in regards to bookkeeping. They offer customizable solutions like transaction categorization, monthly financial statement preparation, accounts receivable and payable management, payroll, CFO services, and more. If you or someone you know is spending too much time, money, or stress on bookkeeping, find peace of mind by visiting www.walkerfm.com to schedule a free consultation with a certified bookkeeping professional today. That's www.walkerfm.com. All right, here we go. Uh, this is the episode, a little bonus episode, where we talk about the huge blow of a Monday morning news that Derrick Henry, um, our king, our king, had. Uh, I did this again. You know what? It's JG. Pat it. It's Robert. I'm just so sad. I can't. <laughs> eat. I just get right into it. And I don't even do a proper intro. But yeah, so anyways, let's do a little timeline of, of our Mondays. Monday morning, we're driving, you know, I'm, I'm driving to work. And Robert just has to ruin my freaking drive to work and text me a tweet from Adam Schefter that... It was a screenshot. It was a screenshot of a tweet of, of some from Sleeper app that yeah. was about Adam Schefter's tweet that Titans had feared that Derrick Henry had a very serious injury and was maybe out for the year. As the day went on, we figured out that he has a Jones fracture, right? The the fifth metatarsal is what Jay Glazer said, and that Ian Rappaport is tweeting that it could be anywhere from six to ten weeks. 
realistically eight to ten weeks. Um, Mike Vrabel said he's having surgery tomorrow morning, and this Tuesday morning. So I guess when this is out, he will be having surgery. He will be under the knife. He'll be under when the knife. you are listening to this. And um, yeah, so he is out for the regular season. Talk essentially. about talk about a hard uh, hard day to stay focused at work today. Absolutely, very, very tough. Very <laughs> tough. Oh man! It, it so I was sitting on my couch this morning. Just had my morning coffee. Made a smoothie for breakfast. I was about halfway through my smoothie, and I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast. And he releases every Sunday night just a recap of the NFL games. And I saw it come across my phone, and just it was like a gut punch. I mean, luckily the first hour, most people speculating they were thinking like twelve to fourteen weeks. People didn't really understand that it was a Jones fracture, which could actually be a six to ten weeks, which. We can get it into later, but my senior year of college, uh, I played college football at Mercer University my senior year. I had a Jones fracture in my right foot, still have the scar, have a screw in there and everything. So, you know, we can get into that. You know, I'm a little bit uh, different in terms of my healing powers and my explosiveness <laughs> than uh, the king, maybe. But um, it literally, it was a two-month healing process for me. So I'm, I'm very optimistic that Derek is going to get back before the playoffs even, um, and be full speed. But needless to say, very emotional, um, very emotional Monday over here for for the primetime Titans, as it is for all of our listeners. So, Pettit, did you find out also from Robert's screenshot that he texted us? I did, and I was also driving to work. And then right after his text, I think there was about 10 other texts that started popping up. And I just decided to ignore them all (laughs) and pretend it didn't happen, which has been my strategy a lot. The Jets game? Yeah. What game? Exactly. (laughs) There you go. Um, No, I, yeah, I I really chose to ignore it for like an hour and a half. I was just like, not not even going to respond. I'm going to look at my phone. It didn't happen. It's Derrick Henry. They were going to come out and be like, wow, actually, Derrick Henry is superhuman and what we thought was broken is now healed. (laughs) Which I still honestly believe that it could be a five-week timeline with Derrick Henry. Honestly, that is – so I've seen all these projections on Twitter, like six weeks, you know, ten weeks, whatever the case may be, and there's this guy. He's actually a great follow on Twitter. His name's Superhorn. He does a lot of analytics, and he posted a tweet of studying 42 NFL players after they had gotten Jones fractures, and he said those who came back after 10 weeks – or before 10 weeks saw a uh, 53 – percent reduction in productivity Hmm. and those who came back after 10 weeks actually saw a nine percent increase in productivity he was like small sample size who knows if that's what that means it could mean nothing it can mean it can mean a lot excuse me but the thing that i wanted to point out is that the one person that that has not been studied on that matters (laughs) is derrick henry is derrick henry because he's the king yeah and he's superman okay and this is the best I'm going to go on a little rant here, we go. Okay, guys. So Buckle let me just up. say this. Hold on tight. The King came into this organization, right, 2016. That's when he was drafted. And he had a rough couple years. He was he was going to be a backup, and then he then he had the chance to start. And he, man, he, he just wasn't quite what he thought he was going to be. But then he goes and he has a conversation with a longtime Titans legend, Eddie George. You ever heard of him? And since that day, all right, since coming back from that game in London against – at the time, the San Diego Chargers, he has put this franchise on his back and given every single 
ounce of blood, sweat, and tears that he has had for the last three years. I mean, he is the lifeblood of this organization, okay? Every day when you watch the Titans, you turn the TV on, you go to the game, and you know number 22 is going to get the ball, and he's going to give it everything he has. And so you know what? This is the best team he's had, the best team the Titans have had in two decades, okay? And he's down, and he is hurt for the next (laughs) six to ten weeks. So everybody in this organization has to step up. But you know what, Nashville? That includes you, okay? (laughs) Pettit, JG, I'm calling myself out. That includes us, okay? We have got to make sure that this ship is still afloat by the time our king comes back in January, okay? We have got to pack out Nissan Stadium for every game. We can't have another Chiefs or Bills situation where 30% of the stadium is, is full of the opposing fans. I mean, we have got to step our game up, Nashville, because the king, he is going to be ready when he gets back, and he better come back to a ship that has everything still going in the right direction. You guys understand what I'm yeah. saying here? I mean, this is a call to action. Take us. I comprehend. Take a, take a deep breath real quick. All right, there we go. Okay. Now my turn around. No, I'm kidding. So <laughs> one of the things I, I want to credit Chance Meyer. We've credited him before. He, I just, it's, it's painting the perfect picture for the return of the king. Oh, wow. Lord, Lord of, the of the Rings, return of the king. He's going to come back, hopefully, after 10 weeks. So going to get 2,000 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But somehow in the playoffs, you know, we get him full strength. He's really mad. He's ready to go. And honestly, it's it's going to be pretty exciting. That's what I'll say for now. I want to also say something real quick. I knew that when that happened, there were going to be people out there on Twitter, you know, wherever, mainly Twitter, that are saying, I told you so. Titans, you deserve this. Titans, you deserve some criticism. Get out of here with that. Because of the usage rate? Because of the usage and giving them so much, you know, carries i just my thing is the reason why we've done it is because our whole identity has been around derrick henry and derrick henry being that kind of player like there's a reason why we give him so much work he is able to deliver every sunday for the most part now i will say the game itself him being able to play off it because it happened early and he you could tell he was not himself he didn't look himself like mike keith was even saying it on the radio and honestly, I think, and Mike Vrabel was actually asked about that today in his press conference. He was asked, you know, what went into the decision to bring him in after it looked like it happened early in the game. Well, he said the medical staff, they didn't necessarily notice anything. And the whole thing was Derrick Henry felt fine. Derrick Henry wanted to go in. And Paul Karski actually asked Mike Vrabel, well, do you think Derrick Henry himself is qualified to make that call? And Mike Vrabel looked at the camera that I, you know, whatever, looked at, I probably looked at Paul. He looked at, looked at you square in the looked eye. Looked at me straight in my <laughs> eyes and said, Derrick Henry has deserved that right to make certain calls on whether he can go or not. That just gave now, me chills. Now, I get that, you know, that could be a little, I guess, maybe reckless of a coaching staff, but the importance of the game yesterday was so huge. That was for basically the AFC South. If we were to lose that game, there is there was a certain thing. It's on like New York Times that I've seen it where it's a simulator of you know if the if you say the Titans win, it'll show the percentage that they have to make the playoffs. And then the Colts, you know, the opposing team, if they win, what's the percentage? If we were to have won yesterday, ninety seven percent we make the playoffs. If we were to have lost, it was like seventy one percent. 
that we make the playoffs. Think about that difference if That's we were huge. to have lost. Especially and it would have given the Colts know, life. Especially knowing what we know today. I mean, yeah, oh, for you sure. You can't even put into words how big that game was on Sunday. 100%. I mean, with Derek being out for the rest of the regular season, it's almost like with every, like his last, not dying wish because he's still alive, <laughs> but like his last dying effort in some sense, like he gave us the playoffs and almost in, in – in it kind of works out where he's like, I won you guys the AFC South. I gave you the playoffs. Now I'm going to go rehab for the next 10 weeks. Y'all and I'll see it. you guys in January. Yeah. Don't screw this up for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I – he did leave us on a great note. It wasn't like his best game, but he left the Titans on a great note. And but credit had, to the Colts, he too. He had that huge fourth and one play yeah. where we, we did that option, and he gets hit four yards in the backfield, stiff like arms guy, forward. and then runs over the corner and yeah. dives over the first down. I mean, that was unbelievable. I actually that forgot that play. Is, I did forget about huge. that play. That was an elite lunge. <laughs> elite lunge. <laughs> All right, do we need to take another breath? There might be a lot of breasts needed yeah. over the next See, 10 and, weeks. And here's my here's honestly been my Monday is like throughout the day, you know, I think about it, I get sad, and then a little bit goes by, get my mind off of it, and then I just kind of, and I just look around and notice like I just get sad again. <laughs> just get a little down again. Well, okay. I feel like this has been my take a lot recently, this entire year. I've been very, maybe even overly optimistic. But I am optimistic about the team, not, and I'm optimistic about Derek, too. I'm optimistic about both. Going Mr. Mr. Optimism here, <laughs> because I think the Rams game I'm terrified of. That I'm just scratching and that off. Some people are saying we should just treat it like a bye. Yeah, there I mean, is an extent of it. It does suck that it's prime time, but basically the Rams game doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Right. If we it's lose an it, NFC it's game. Fine. It doesn't matter. So moving forward, I mean, we just got to beat the Texans and the Jags. That's Three wins right there because we have Dolphins. two more against the Texans and then the Jags are not oh, all those easy games. Dolphins easy win hopefully. We got to beat those teams. The Forty ers beat those teams, and look at where we're sitting. I mean, we're sitting good, and then yeah. we're getting Derrick Henry back, and maybe even in mid December he might even be back for the Dolphins game and the Texans game at the end of the year. Can you imagine the absolute that like madness? heroicness that would surround that kind of return if he comes back early? And he has like kind of a December December run, like we know. Oh he's my gosh! Of. Like people will lose their freaking minds. The return of the king. I mean, it also, would literally it would be insane. We know Derrick Henry's going to continue to work out. I don't know how, but he's going yeah. to. And like, I just feel like if anybody comes I back, can't wait for the workout videos. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody comes back early from an injury like that, is it not him? Yeah, absolutely. And okay, he had a hamstring injury last year, and it was like, oh, I'm out for five days. Here's the what? thing. Here's Julio's the thing been too. Out for five games with a hammy. Here's the thing too. Moving forward, basically, so the progression of today, as well as being sad, it was literally. I mean, it was basically mad scramble to predicting who was going to be the running back we were going to get. Because here's the deal: over the last week, um, we were not able to say this in the re- in the Colts preview because we recorded it early. Darrington Evans got placed on the IR, and because he got placed on the IR. A second time, he's out for the season. He can't come back. Yeah. So he's gone. So the only... And for those of you who don't know who Darrington Evan is, we don't blame you because the guy... He keeps getting hurt. He's missed... Two, three games. He's missed more games than rushing attempts that he's had in his career. That does stink. He's missed 17 games, and he's had 16 career rushing attempts. Yeah, and he was a very promising rookie last year. Yeah. Basically, hasn't played Third-round pick from App State. 
five snaps maybe against uh, the Chiefs. And he looked bad. He didn't, well, he looked hurt. Honestly. Yeah, he looked hurt. So basically, so at this point, the only running backs on our roster after Derrick Henry got hurt, Jeremy McNichols, which the Mc, everyone, the McWeapon, the McWeapon, and then Dontrell Hilliard, who actually was a guy that we signed over the week to basically just be the kick returner. So he's he's technically a running back, but really we weren't going to use him as running back. So it was like, okay, the trade deadline is is November second. If you're just, listening on Tuesday, yeah. that's literally I think it's either three o'clock. I think it's three o'clock central. Yeah, on Tuesday. So it was a good timing, I guess. A little bit of like, are we going to make a trade or not? Are we going to sign someone? Then word came out that we were going to work out Adrian Peterson, a fellow 2,000-yard rusher. Another gold coat. And yes, he definitely will. And he's an MVP. Eric and Julio. And That's right. Here's, so and AJ. We worked him and out. And, and even when we were working out, we still working him out. We were still texting, you know, are we going to trade for a Marlon Mack? Are we going to trade for a Melvin Gordon? Are we going to trade for someone? You know, keep saying different running backs, whatever. And then – we sign him. So we have Adrian Peterson. And now here's the deal. We, he's 36 years old. He's old. And all I know is if I'm my you know 2013 self, I'm freaking out that the Titans now have Julio Jones and Adrian Peterson. But the reality of the situation is I'm, it's not. It's 2021. We are, they are super old. Adrian Peterson, <laughs> he does maybe have a little bit of gas in the tank. He played for the Lions last year. And I actually looked up his stats from last year. He actually didn't have a 100-yard rushing game. He got close sometimes, but he did have seven touchdowns, and he had six hundred, about 600 total yards for and the year. And he averaged 3.9 yards a carry last year. He averaged 4.3 yards a carry with Washington, and the year before that, in 2018, also with Washington, 4.2 yards a carry. So, And he even was like rumored at the start of the year to have like seen interest from you know, other teams had been looking at him and putting interest in him, potentially even putting them on their roster. And here's the thing too, he's he's a veteran guy. He's gonna come and he's gonna know how to freaking work. So he's gonna get it. I, I feel like he was the classic Mike Vrabel, John Robinson, like grit grind, shout out uh Grizzden Pod kind of player where yeah, he's we physical, he's gonna come in, he's gonna freaking play totally. and, and give it all he's got. He's a he's he's probably the best option that you have out there without giving up too much to replace. And you can't replace Derrick Henry. So that, don't hear it. We're not saying you can replace yep. Derrick Henry. You got to bandaid it. You can probably get a guy Band-aid who's going to get 70 yards against the Colts. Like, but that's not what we're saying. When Derrick Henry, when Ryan Tannehill play fakes a, a run to the left on fourth and one, and the entire Colts defense runs that way to stop Derrick Henry, and Tannehill runs for 20 yards. Did for the it first twice, down. On, like that, one that, on a third down, yeah, one on a fourth down. That doesn't happen with Adrian Peterson potentially in the backfield. So just – and then you go back to the Chiefs game, right? Tannehill fakes the pitch left to, to Derrick Henry, and the whole Chiefs defense goes, with, goes him. with that with him, and then Tannehill runs it in. Like those kind of plays aren't going to be there for us. But we are still going to be a running team. We're still going to be a physical team. And I think Vrabel is the kind of coach who's going to start to get more out of guys like Adrian Peterson, guys like Nate Davis, Jeremy McNichols, guys and like Jeremy McNichols, Makai Sargent. He's on our practice squad. Now yeah. I don't, I would think we would maybe elevate him, but who knows? We, the fact that we haven't really had him on the roster throughout the year makes me think we might he not use him. He seems more like but. an emergency to me than I just don't think Vrabel loves relying on rookies. 
like we've just seen it over the years. It, in, there's, it takes a special rookie to kind of break through and play a lot for a variable coach team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, so looking at it, Jerry McNichols is a quality running back. I think he's I think he's going to be the primary running back, even over AP. I think AP is going to be there to help Jerry McNichols. I mean, Jerry McNichols, I don't know what he's averaging per carry. But, I mean, he's I'll only had up. seven carries or so, but every single one has been pretty promising. Well, and his involvement in the passing game, And too. he's very involved in the passing game. On third down, he's been great. He's a great blocker. He's a good quality running back. With that said, I would... I would love to see us make a trade for three guys only. No one else would I would really want that without giving up too much. Number one guy that I would want is Alexander Mattinson from the Vikings. Backup running back for the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know who if they has would... come in multiple times and has replaced Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook for the Vikings and has had multiple 100 yard games and has looked nearly as promising as Cook. I don't know why they don't split carries. That's how good he is. He's great, great in the passing game. He's would be a great guy to back He's Dalvin up. Cook Jr. Yeah. The next guy I think I'd want to go is Ronald Jones for the Bucks. Okay. Who ha- last year he's had two back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing seasons. And then Leonard Fournette came in, and he's Ronald Jones was still the main guy there. And then now this year Leonard Fournette has been the main guy. I still think Ronald Jones, and now he's falling out of favor apparently with the Bucks, And it's like, well, he needs to go somewhere. Um, and then Marlon Mack at the Colts. I yeah. don't think they would trade to us. Yeah, but, I don't. Um, that's the he's their third, third on the depth chart. He's a great running back. Or yeah. when he was healthy, he was great. And they're looking to trade him apparently. And I don't know why he wouldn't want to go somewhere. Like he Titans. probably would love to come play yeah. for us. I mean, I think that's there's true. a lot of running backs that would love to come play. for oh, us. Oh, for sure. You're going to get work, and and yeah. we're a solid team. Probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah, there's a Definitely. lot. Of, there's a lot. Of, but the but yeah, to your point, Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Colts. He now sees this as an opportunity to potentially come back we, and win the division. Yeah, if we drop some games because we don't have Derrick Henry and we're having to kind of redefine who we are as an offense, just our whole identity I, is is down. Then he's probably seeing like, why would I help the Titans? I did see an argument though that was like he could take away some picks from us in the future. If you're kind of thinking that this year the Titans got it, then you can start damaging their future yeah. by taking away I mean, we'll because see. Marlon Mack would not be a long term answer for us, right? And he's so. coming off an Achilles injury last year, but he has looked okay in limited opportunities behind uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines over in Indianapolis. But I will see tomorrow, right? This we're like like JG said, we're recording this the day before the tread lo- day lo- deadline, so we will see tomorrow if the tr- if the Titans make any moves. I kind of think seems we're unlikely, done. Yeah. I think we're done. I think yeah, we're going to ride well. out with Adrian Peterson, Jeremy McNichols. Remember a name that we haven't mentioned, Donta Foreman. Yeah, Donta Foreman, who I would, I would like that. I would, I would like him over Sergeant. He's currently on the practice squad of the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think he's even on the practice squad of the Atlanta Falcons now. I think he's just a free agent. Okay, he, then he, well, he was with us last year, and he scored a touchdown against, I want to say... Browns, maybe? What was it, the game? I thought it was maybe the Jags. I can't, it was like a... It, it was, was an end-of-the-season touchdown. Yeah, it was... He, I remember he, you you texted us. You're like Deontay Foreman can play football. Yeah, that he, guy looks good. He looked good. He um he's from Texas. Shout Got out drafted Texas by the Longhorns. Texans. Yep, played good for the Texans, and now he's in free agent right now. So we could sign him. But I wouldn't be shocked if we are going to ride it out with Adrian Peterson and Jeremy McNichols. And actually, with Deontay Foreman, we actually worked him out last week. Oh, did we? Because and and that was kind of a weird thing. It was like this was before the Darrington Evans news. 
about him. And Darrington Evans, I don't even think he was on the injury report throughout the week. He was practicing. And then all of a sudden we saw Deontay Foreman was being worked out. And we were like, why are we working out him? Is there something wrong with Evans? And then Evans got placed on IR. But nothing ever happened with Deontay Foreman to where I'm wondering if we actually are going to do that. I really do think, like, I don't know. There have been times the last couple years where, you know, we actually have gone for that kind of player in a trade. I mean, we traded for Julio last and year. That's we traded another great point that we like, don't expect a huge trade because we gave up a second round pick next year for Julio. That is true. So we don't have the draft capital that John Robinson likes to have going into an off season. Yeah. And we also last year traded for Desmond King at the trade deadline. You know, there have been when it, I, I think Adore Jackson was still in and out. Like, we have done some things recently that makes me think maybe we do something tomorrow, but overall the identity of John Robinson, Mike Vrabel, like sticking with what we got next man up mentality. Right. I don't know if we're going to do it. And signing Adrian Peterson is more of a, you know, he's the next man up. He's our guy. We're not, we're not trading for anyone else. If you think about it, if Adrian Peterson can be half of what Derrick Henry is, if he can be 60% of what Derrick Henry is, you're not going to get those 60-yard touchdown runs. You're not going to get those screen passes that you take 80 yards for a touchdown, and you're probably not going to get opportunities to just strike fear in the other team's defense. But everybody else gets to keep their exact same role. Jeremy Minichols yeah. is still your third-down specialist. Ryan Tannehill can still do a lot of play action, right? Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, probably going to get more targets. we got to get Julio healthy. Berkser can be that underneath guy working the linebackers on third down. I mean, I think that's the most likely solution to this is pound AP for everything he's got left and let let everybody else stick in their roles and elevate, right? This is where we come back to what we said at the very beginning of the season. Ryan Tannehill, he's got to elevate, right? right. He's been up and down this so far this year. He's had some good moments, had some frustrating moments. This is now his football team for the next 10 weeks. He has got to elevate and step it up. I also think another guy that we're kind of forgetting about that I could really see the Titans using more is Kari Blassingate. I 100%. I could totally see agree. them. I mean, they've already – I think they have a lot of trust in him already, and they've kept him on the team and basically been – He was injured last – he was injured yeah, yesterday was. against the Colts. He was, but. but they have been consistently putting him on the field as much as they can as a fullback. Yeah, and I could see them starting to use him more and more. I actually thought he was a running back at Vandy. Yeah, and we do have Tory Carter or Tory Carter or Troy Carter. I can't remember from LSU, another fullback. So we could run a little like I could really see fullbacks out there with Blasting Game and Carter. So and then another thing to think about is basically that our team has been injured all season. I don't like the Titans are not unfamiliar with all these injuries. Just like the Colts game, like just being down and realizing that. They literally botched a pick six with one and a half minutes left in the game. To, like one of the ugliest interceptions I've ever seen. And they pick sixed it, and then we gave up a touchdown. And yet we still won that game in yeah, overtime. Brazilian. Uh, we are a team that doesn't give up. And I don't think any of them are going, like, we're done. None of, all of them are going, you know what? We just got to step up. And we got to be the guy that steps up and takes that higher leadership role on the yeah. team and then yeah. hold off for Derek. That's right. We haven't even really touched it, but you know, it makes sense because this is like this is such an emotional injury for us as fans. So Dan Orlovsky went on ESPN today and he said it's like Aaron Rodgers going down for the Packers, 
right? I mean, it's just such a gut-wrenching, emotional... He's our franchise player. Yeah, and he's the most beloved... I mean, he's he's my favorite Titan ever. He's probably a top five like NFL personality now. And, like, exciting player to watch. I mean, people... Who doesn't love... Unless it's against your team, who doesn't love a long 75-yard touchdown run? Right, and him stiff-arming people uh, yeah. into oblivion. I mean, so it's it's a hard... It's going to take time, I think, for us as fans to kind of uh, accept and understand. I mean, it's going to be so weird watching the Titans come out on Sunday night in L.A. and Derrick Henry not being in the backfield. And Adrian He's Peterson's missing. in the backfield. He's missed one game as a Titan, and that yeah. was against the Saints. And we were all basically Two like, hey, ago. rest him because we're going to the playoffs. Like, he probably could have played. Yeah, the game didn't matter too much. And we ended up losing, but we didn't. it didn't matter. It didn't affect our chances in the playoffs, essentially. Yeah. And, I mean, Titans played well. They played very well that game. Derek, whatever. I mean, he that was a hamstring issue he had. I remember he heard it against the Raiders, and he basically finished that game out even with that injury. Yeah, he's an abs- he just sells out every single week for his team. And it's so, like, I think we're going to have such an, a big appreciation for him at the end of this 10 weeks, you know, Fingers crossed, say your prayers, that we see him again in 2021, bef- you know, either before the playoffs start or during the playoffs, assuming we get there. That, that day, that game, if and when Derrick Henry comes back, I think we're going to have a whole new level of appreciation. Dude, it's going to be insane. For his greatness. I'm already imagining it right okay, now. So He's coming out in all white. I want to – Like oh. literally like on the plane, you know, <laughs> I wanna out like he did against – Return of the King. Yeah, oh my goodness. So I want to ask you all some – give me – one player or person that you think is going to be the one to step up the most in his absence? Like, which I guess, like a prediction or like AJ either Brown. a prediction or who you want to? AJ Brown. He did it. He did it last week, and he's going to continue to do it more and more. And I Love think he's that. getting healthy. Him and Tannehill have a connection. I think. I think Tannehill. I'm scared he might not step up as the level that we would like. But yeah, during keeps, I would say his production this year so scares us. What was so promising at that Colts game was. And the Chiefs game was like third down, throw it to AJ. It was like there was plays where he wasn't even particularly open. And he just threw it to AJ and it works out every time. Yeah. I'm going to put it on McNichols. I, I think McNichols is going to surprise a lot of people around the NFL and a lot of Titans fans. I mean, he pick has him up, done. Pick him up in fantasy. Yeah, if he's available, go get him. Um, he He's just a good football player. And he's done everything we've asked him to do. I think he gets the first opportunity. I really do. I really do. And Vrabel said it in his press conference today. Vrabel mentioned McNichols by name, and he pretty much said, "Like McNichols, he's getting the first crack at this. He's the next man up. We we're, you know, we're bringing it. I don't know if he said this, but they're bringing Adrian Peterson, like we've mentioned. But McNichols has done everything they've asked of him to do, and honestly, he's kind of he's kind of carried us in a really subtle way at times when we weren't." doing very well as an offense. Like the first Colts game comes to mind when he has that game-winning touchdown. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him come out and getting an opportunity to be a starting running back in the NFL. So are you all ready for mine? A little out-of-the-box answer. Go for it. It's not a player. It's our offensive coordinator, Todd Downing. That's my answer. This is going to be a huge test for Todd Downing to see what he can do as a play caller without Derrick Henry. Everyone basically want, everyone wanted to say about Arthur Smith when he got the Falcons head coaching job. It's like, okay, was he that good of an offensive coordinator or was he just an offensive coordinator that was a solid hire as a head coach because he had someone like Derrick Henry? 
you know, we're going to see that now with Todd Downing. I want to see how we, how we use AP, how we use McNichols, how we use AJ. Julio is going to have to get healthy. Like how we're going to use these players and how Todd Downing is going to see this offense now with such a huge blow and loss that is Derrick Henry. Yeah. So um, that's going to be very interesting. Um, so how do we feel overall about it moving forward? Well, I would say like I was so fired up last night to come in to the podcast this week in our recap and talk about how we stepped on the Colts throats and how we are a legitimate Super Bowl. What was it put the nail in their hearts? Like you said, (laughs) like all the metaphors, I was here for it and ready to let them fly. (laughs) And it got such an emotional, it's just, I still don't know how I feel about the rest of the season, but let me say this. Okay. Just trying to separate the emotion from it. Can we not see this turning into a classic, um, Mike Vrabel, like almost launching pad for being one of the best coaches in the NFL. I don't know why I said classic because it's never happened before, but <laughs> but like I can just so see the Titans going. We have nine games left and a pretty easy schedule. I would say all nine are winnable, except maybe the Rams next Sunday. I'm kind of on the fence if that's even winnable. But the rest, are, I would say, yeah, the rest, the rest are, are winnable. If not, we might be favored even without Derrick Henry. This is an opportunity for Vrabel to show how great of a coach he is that we all think he is without a potential MVP candidate in the backfield. So I am making a prediction right now. I'm not making a prediction, but I'm saying I've got a feeling this is going to kind of turn into it. Like if we go six and three, let's say over the next nine games, we're going to start hearing Mike Vrabel coach of the year murmurs because the national media is going to say, Oh, you did it without Derrick Henry. You're still one of the top teams in the AFC. Got to give credit to Mike Vrabel. We know he's a great coach. I think we're about to start seeing the national media see us play well without our king and our MVP and credit Mike Vrabel. And he deserves it. Yep. Pettit, how are you feeling the rest of the year? I think this is kind of like season two. I think first two, first eight weeks or whatever was season one. This is great season, season two. Great season finale yesterday. Yeah, great season finale yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That win last yesterday was the biggest game of the season. I would be feeling with so much worse today this about optimism, this optimism. Yeah, with if, with a loss to the Colts yeah, right 100%. there, it is ridiculous. I think we're all thinking Derrick Henry didn't ha- even have that big of a game last week or the week before. I'm not saying that you know the strategy of the defense definitely changes with Derrick Henry on the field, but it's like he didn't have two very big games the last two weeks, and it's like we put together some great victories without him essentially. So it's really optimistic to see that and get two big wins and know that we can beat just about anybody with Derrick Henry getting 70 yards and no touchdowns. So that's where my optimism lies. But I know he affects the game so much, so I'm very scared at the same moment. And I know the Rams is going to be like, we're going to go into it thinking maybe there's some optimism and we could get slaughtered. We can't, but we can't overreact if that happens because we're still... That's very true. We got to be... Very true. Tone it down a little bit and realize where we're at and what we're adjusting to. JJ, I know you got to give yours, but can I just say how sad I am that we don't get to see Derrick Henry run for 250 against the Texans twice? Because you know he was going to just run all over that team. He's still going to get it the second time. Maybe. Week week 18. We don't know. We don't know yet. Let's not... I don't I'm starting to get sad again. <laughs> Let's not get our hopes up. I, oh, we okay. know the guy that we need to count on the most 
It's Morgan Cox. It's Morgan Cox. <laughs> and I'm just saying, the game-winning field goal would not happen with such a great, without such a great snap. God, man, we haven't even given Fat Randy his props, man. We found a kicker. We will get to it. When? When are we going to get to it? Just, we, I can't get off of Derrick Henry. <laughs> okay, so my thought is, as a Titans fan, and I know Titans fans can relate, and even as a Vols fan, too, it's one of those things where you keep just wondering when – you know, the quote-unquote due for a loss when the Titans are due for a loss because they've played well for a few weeks. The more and more, like the week by week with this team, you're starting to see, like, this team knows, they're learning how to freaking win games. And they've learned how to win games before with, you know, uh, recent years. Like, this is a veteran team with stuff. And I really just... I'm just looking into the rest of the year, and and even if we lose some games, drop some games, maybe we lose a game we're not supposed to lose, you know, something like the Jets game, maybe that will happen. But the whole point of it is just get to the playoffs. If we have the number one seed, now the number one seed might be ridiculous to talk about now, but it wasn't, you know, before Derrick Henry. 24 hours ago. And it still kind of isn't that ridiculous to talk about just because the schedule that we have. I overall... I want to be like I'm. I'm a little worried. I'm definitely a little like concerned and kind of pessimistic. That's kind of my initial, you know, knee jerk reaction. But as I think more and more about it, I just feel like this is one of those times where this could maybe just stars align and this is our year. And maybe without Derrick Henry, we'll see what this team really is. Yeah. So we'll see what this team is made of. And I just just get to the playoffs. Get our king back. Let him come back, and I don't know. We're about to figure out what this Titans team is really made of, and no one can look at us and say, oh, well, they're only good because of Derrick Henry, and let's prove that we're a legit team. I don't know. And I will say a little more confidence in this team because of how our defense is playing with our pass rush. Absolutely. And, like, even yesterday – You know they can hold against any team in the league now. Yeah, and yesterday the Colts got a lot of plays because of defensive pass interferences. So clean that up, whatever. We'll talk about that later. Anyways, I don't know. All I know is as a Titans fan, you're sad. And whether you're negative and pessimistic about it or you're feeling optimistic about it and you're happy about Adrian Peterson, you're – I mean, you can't – argue that the six and two record that we have right now already getting the Colts out of the way and the schedule is favorable for the rest of the way. Don't just throw in the towel. Don't just give up on these Titans. It's not over. Cause cause the it is coming not back. over. And the we Kings still have back. Julio and AJ Brown. Yes. And this is why My like we goodness, trust John Julio Robinson. This is why we trust John Robinson to build a great team around Derrick Henry. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, what we do know, it's is okay to be we, sad. What we do know is the guys on the team are going to work their tails off. That's like, absolutely. We've true. seen that to be true. Absolutely true. So, and fans, all right, call to action. We got to keep this thing. Like going. and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe to the prime. Keep time. listening so you can get fired up for the Titans. We are going to have some. We're going to. You know what? We're we're going to take it up a level. Okay. <laughs> That's my call to action to us as a podcast. We're going to take it up a level in our dedication and our commitment and our intensity. We've got some banging pots coming up <laughs> over the next nine weeks because we've all we got to step up our game as fathers, 
as husbands, okay? None of us are fathers, but community men, <laughs> daughters, <laughs> sisters. All right, everybody take a good look inside tonight or today or this morning, whenever you're listening to this, okay? And say, man, what do I need to, how can I improve? Okay, because that's what Derrick Henry would be doing. That's exactly right. That's what he does every single day. Okay, so take this as an opportunity, Nashville. He's staring directly at me. Titans fans, (laughs) wherever you're looking, all right, let's get better today. All right, so when Derrick Henry comes back, we're ready to rock and roll. And just just enjoy the ride. It's been a weird ride, and we'll just see how it goes. Let's have a primetime week, primetime victory week. Let's not forget about it. Big time win. Thank you all. Thank you all for listening.